Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, life lessons from bomb villains, can a spoon stop Prosecco going flat, short naps and swallowing Lego. Now Lippy. Hello. We start with the sad news that mother of Grumpy and mm. by extension grandmother of Lippy mm. passed away a week or so ago, which is sad, but it is a bit of a release because uh, she had very advanced Alzheimer's and hadn't really recovered from the operation when she broke her hip about five, six weeks ago. Mm. So whilst it is sad, she was, well, she was a day away from 91. So it was the day That's before impressive. her birthday, which I think mathematically feels quite good. See what it feels complete. Mm. Uh, I've always, I've always been fascinated with Shakespeare dying on his birthday, but thinking actually you've started another year. Then it's a bit like going to the yeah petrol pump and put in twenty pounds and one penny. penny. Yeah, yeah, think, yes, yes, because it's the whole three hundred and sixty-five yeah days. Yeah, that is actually quite um, poetic. It is quite poetic. Um, however, we found out today, because we've had trouble getting the medical certificate, which you need to register the death, that the doctor has put it onto the uh, coroner. Oh. Which doesn't necessarily mean an autopsy, but it does seem rather odd to have a 91-year-old with advanced Alzheimer's and... Wasn't eating or drinking well, for hadn't two even, weeks. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> um, yes, we think this might be suspicious. So we'll see how that pans out. Interesting. Anyway, so a few weeks ago at our last episode. Yes. You very, very confidently said that you could look at your memories on Facebook because I'd raised this. I image. did. You did. And did what, I? What was the result? You can't. Thank you. You can't. You can in an app that links to your Facebook called Time something. Oh, okay. But not you can't do it in Facebook. I was wrong. I'll admit it. I was mostly wrong. <laughs> well, you were completely wrong. We, oh, no, because you can do it in an app that links to your Facebook. Well, that doesn't really count, does it? <laughs> it does. I think it does. Anyway, I was a bit wrong as well because I mentioned about airlines charging more money if or wouldn't accept a printed ticket and would charge you more. Oh, that's not the case. No, the case mm-hmm. is that it's EasyJet. They charge more if you want them to print the ticket. Oh, uh, rather than printing your own. Yeah, so you still go along with your phone or with a printed PDF. Ticket. What you can't mm. show them is a PDF on your phone, apparently. Yes, that makes sense. You need the QR code thing on your Apple wallet or Samsung wallet or... Google well, I think the, or the EasyJet app. Yeah, I've got that. Mm. So that was two wrongs, which don't make a right. Third thing I have <laughs> two weeks ago was John Mellencamp, and I said he'd had various names. Yes. So John Mellencamp was born John Mellencamp. Mm. He then changed his name to John Cougar. He then changed his name to John Cougar Mellencamp and yeah. finally went all the way back round to John Mellencamp. Thing is, did he do this legally? Because as somebody that's in the process of changing their name, it's so hard. Like, that's a lot of name changes. Like, it's not a fun process. Yeah, but you've not 
well, I suppose you've legally changed your name, but you can call yourself whatever you like. It's the fact that you have to tell yeah. people what your new name is. And so there'll be records with John Mellencamp, John Cougar, and John Cougar Mellencamp for different periods. Yeah. It's quite good though, because it identifies when in your musical Life. history you that, did something. Uh, yes. Yeah. We had a fun weekend in Cranley with the carnival on Saturday, which was a very hot day. It was mm. really, really hot. And the PA caravan is basically a sauna. Yeah, it's, you need an aircon unit in there. Well, we don't have electricity, so I think an aircon unit was probably pushing it a bit. And it was okay in the morning, but as the sun came round, it just progressively got hotter and hotter. But, uh, but a good day seemed to be had by all, despite the heat. Um, yeah, it looked busy when I drove through. Yeah, it was busy all day. Uh, we had to cancel the dog show because it was too hot, which was the yes, sensible thing to yes. do. My geo, there were still a few people with dogs out in the middle of the day, which seems really ludicrous. Well, it's just selfish in my mm. view. Um, apparently, the test is if you can hold your hand on the pavement for five seconds. Yeah, five seconds or something. But um, yeah, you look at the weather, you go, that pavement's going to be very hot. So mm -hmm. yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. And even just taking them for the walk in the heat isn't good because even yeah. if it, the pavement isn't hot, it is exhausting for them. Yes, it is. Well, it's exhausting for us. So, it, mm. you know, and the dog doesn't have the ability to say, I'm too tired, I'm too hot. I'm going yeah. to do that. Our friend's dog, my friend's dog, had to go to the vet with dehydration just from yeah. sitting in a conservatory for the day. It wasn't even yeah. in well, the, they, it wasn't even walking. They do get hot. Mm. Interestingly, we had a, we've got a local marketing firm that has done some videos for us at a very good rate. And uh, when the procession went through, he, he launched the drone from the arena and it's oh, brilliant i, I it's, that's cool. it's it's one of those things i desperately want one but i know i wouldn't use it very much no, so it's pointless yeah. uh, and it's i'm quite happy for it just to be an object of desire rather than <laughs> actually the only one because i i think the smaller one so this one is under i think it's 250 grams and you can do much more with that you haven't got to licenses yeah no you still have to have a license but not the like but it's all the big ones yeah so the, the restrictions about how close you can fly to people and all of that stuff which i mm. don't don't really know but um a lot of that is lifted and the imagery is brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant really good so i'm looking forward to seeing that now a few weeks ago i was watching a bond film i can't remember which one it was and it struck me there are some life lessons to be had from the bond villains Really? Really. So I have listed a few here. Oh, go on then. So first of all, have total belief in your plan, which is always world domination. I'll but tell you what, This I don't think this should be life lessons. This should be a tick list to see if you are a Bond villain in real well, life. Okay, we could look at it like that. That's good. So total belief, in your, total belief in your plan, world domination. I have that. And be able to sell it to others. I can do that. That's a tick for me. Excellent. Dress very well. Most of the time. Most of the time. That's that's not a tick. Well, you look at a what? Bond villain, they're always dressed immaculately yeah, all I the would, time. I would and, be too when I was in front of a camera. Yeah, but that... Okay, well... If I'm seeing people... No, not even if I'm seeing no. people. No, okay, I don't get that. I don't okay. get that. Layers must be clean and tidy. No, I do not get that. Okay, <laughs> Employ loyal staff. Duck boy. I get the tick. <laughs> Have an escape plan. 
But when it all inevitably all goes wrong. Yes, tick. Okay. Into the forest. <laughs> Don't want to know what that is. Brilliant branding. My so, Instagram's quite good. I have like 400 okay. followers. Well, there's more to it than just Instagram. Well, branding, Okay, isn't I'll it? take that. Yeah. So you're pretty close to a Bond villain. Yeah, I reckon I'm a semi-Bond villain. Semi-Bond villain. Right, so top quote from Rosa Klebb in, from Russia with Love. Training is useful, but there is no substitute for experience. Ah, I think that's very true. I think that is a life lesson from a Bond villain. Mm, that is a life lesson from a Bond villain. I'll rest my case. So we had a conversation at the pub a few weeks ago. Yes. If you had a time machine, Ooh. what period would you go to? And it could be forwards or backwards. It depends, right? <laughs> There's a period of time I'd like to go back to, but with like assurances of who I would be in that time. No, you go back and you observe. We go forward and you observe. Cool. Can't yeah. change anything. And you That's come back. Fine. Yeah, it is none of this time travel paradox where you make a change and you and everything yeah, disappears. Okay, none of so that. I don't have to live in that time. So it's yeah. not like Outlander. No, 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 no. Cool. I would like to go back to the time of um Mary Queen of Scots and Queen was it Elizabeth the First? Yes. They at the same so. time? Yeah, I'd love to have watched that in real life. Is this based on Blackadder? No, it's not actually. Okay. It's based on a lot of the films about them that I've watched. I quite like. Mine would be a bit further back than that. I'm quite obsessed with how they built cathedrals, massive cathedrals, <laughs> and the pyramids. I think the but but the ability of I mean all of that carving that went on is is outstanding. But also how they got those big blocks. How do they get them? Well. Did you have you hear heard a he new a hear heard a new conspiracy theory about the pyramids? No, is there not actually the point that is it that we can see mm -hmm. is actually the top of a massive pillar? So they okay. built it flat and then with ropes pulled it up millions of years ago, and then earth and stuff has buried all the rest of the pillar. And you just have the top of it, which is a point like the tall pointy thing in Washington, D.C. Okay. Well, that makes it even more amazing if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, they, well along, mm, alongside the conspiracy theory is that aliens it was built by it. giants. No, giants. Oh, giants now. I thought yeah. it used to be aliens. It was giant. The, the one that links to the, them being massive. I forgot what they're called, those Colosseum... They're not Colosseums. The thing in Washington, I know what you mean. I can't think what it's called. Yeah. The theory that links to them is that it was giants, which is why they're okay. so big and why it wasn't hard. But the same with... I'm assuming we could tell how far down it goes. We've got all sorts of well, that's, scanning and imaging te technology. Yeah, so that's what they're saying is the more exploring they do inside the pyramid, the further down and down and down it goes. Okay. So they've not just, got to the bottom just, yet. No. They keep finding layers under the layers that they think is the bottom. That could be a simple tunnel. It could rather be, yes. Than, rather than a stone structure. It could be. Nevertheless, whether it goes down with stone miles and miles or it doesn't, there's still Impressive. an amazing achievement, for mm. given that they would have had very simple methods of bringing the, bringing the stones up. As Wife of Grumpy said, they relied on slaves. 
which is yes. probably correct. And a lot of people probably died. Well, given the time it takes to build these things, uh, yes, that would be the case, and probably short lives from it. But mm. I still would be intrigued to see how they logistically managed building these yeah. things. They had like a blueprint. <laughs> well, they must have had something because it, mm. it, you know, you look at it and it is perfectly Perfectly, proportion and it's not it's not like a diy my diy brickwork which is appalling (laughs) it is actually quite quite good and if they can build something like that over a number of centuries why on earth can't councils fill potholes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah true talking about um your diy brickwork duck boy and i have decided we're going to do some diy right fantastic we're going to build a pergola in our garden. Oh, brilliant. And I looked at like flat pack kits that you can get. So it's all, everything comes as one, but they're quite expensive. And the sizing wasn't good enough sizing for what we wanted. So we've decided I found all the materials we need. Brilliant. It's about half the price. Yeah. And we're going to give it a go and see what happens. Fantastic. Well, the old adage is measure twice, cut once. Mm, we measured uh, a lot on Sunday. Oh, so you started building? No, I've measured Oh, so that I could see, so I could find what we needed. And we will have to trim a few things down, but that's fine. So we're going to see when we have a weekend free to get it all ordered. Oh, that'll be fun. It will be. That's what we said. We're like, it's not that hard. And actually, there's a, like one of the the things you can buy Mm. is like a three-way wood holding it's like a metal i can't describe it i presume some sort of bracket that's the word it's like a three-way bracket yes to go onto the side the bottom the post that goes to the floor and then goes into the post on the side and into the post on the other side is like a three-way thing and then we were going to put little more decorative because they aren't going to be that supporting if that bracket's in place but the little across cuts off the corner a little piece of wood into each bit just to give it a little extra bit of support oh that'll be that's a really good project to do we'll have fun with it i'm sure we'll have fun just just or the next time you come around we won't have a pergola and there'll be a load of wood down the side of our house (laughs) i'm i'm confident of a successful completion Mm. just take your time don't don't rush Mm. it yeah, that's yes, what we thought. Is my advice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Look forward to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Now, changing tact a little bit to Aperol Spritz. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't actually like Aperol Spritz. I don't know why I said that. Ooh. Oh, I do. I rather like one. It is the, uh, the drink of the Italian job, which we've done a couple of times. And uh, also at Wayfest as an Aperol Spritz fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had... Uh, we have a hot day the other day, and I'd been out and came home with a bottle of Aperol and Prosecco. And um, when I we hadn't finished the whole bottle of either, so I put the bottle in the fridge of Prosecco and put a spoon in the top, because that's what I've been told to do. And I do that because that's what you do. <laughs> well, it's what Wife of Grumpy does, to be yeah. honest. She's the one that where this has come from. And I, and I sat there and I thought, is this the right thing to do? Does this actually work? And the answer is no. That's not shocking. 
I've been doing that for years because mum does it. Well, I was convinced of it, and I read somewhere that it somehow, the the cold of the spoon somehow goes into the bottle and it forces the bubbles down so they don't come up. That's the theory. Mm. But a gentleman called Richard Czar in 1994 did an investigation where uh, they took uh, several bottles of bubbly, took the cork out, put them in the fridge. Some had a spoon in, some didn't. And then they had a blind tasting on the various drinks. And lo and behold, there was a no boost in the sparkle of the spooned bottles, to quote his mm. research. And also Mythbusters, which is a brilliant program. They also tried it. Same result. So if you're putting a spoon in... So it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it, but if it keeps a peaceful household, then there's no harm whatsoever. <laughs> Just don't expect it to be bubbly in two days. No. And really, just drink the whole bottle. Don't save any. Yes. Well, I had a good go, but um, didn't didn't quite manage it. Now, we've covered in the past the fight between Marks and Spencers and Aldi. Yes. Or Lid Aldi, as it's now known. Over the uh, Cuthbert, the caterpillar cake. Mm. Appears it's been kicking off with Percy Pigs. Has it? It has indeed. Not not with Aldi though. Not with Aldi. This with is a ba- a, with a little bakery. Oh no! This is um, a, a Derbyshire-based company called Swizzles, and uh, it the pig mug sweets and um, the M and S got a bit uh, feisty over it, and apparently they settled out of court, so it didn't get as far as court. But um, obviously, pretty protective of their. Uh, Yes, because there's another one where they've been putting Percy pigs on top of cupcakes, a little yes. like local yeah. bakery, and selling them as Percy pig cupcakes. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and so Aldi sent them a whole bag of their, or maybe it was little actually, sent them a whole bag of their knockoff version and said, feel free to use these and you can sell it as ours, but as a cupcake. But it's big business. Uh, mm. Marcel Spencer said their Percy Pig brand has generated £101 million in the last 40 years. Sorry, 30 years, since 1993. years. A little village bakery yeah, isn't going to ruin that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, is it? It's really not. No, pick your fights. Mm. Uh, 271 bags sold each minute. I do love a Percy Pig. That's a lot of sugar, though. Oh, yeah, but... I'm not sure it's the right thing to do. I just ate a brownie before we came on here. <laughs> you did very noisily as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of munching going on. Now, some weeks ago on the gram, I looked at a video of a panda falling backwards in a chair, somewhat similar <laughs> oh, to an did. incident you had <laughs> at a campsite in France many, many years ago. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's quite sweet. And now I'm being inundated with pictures or videos of pandas and they they are simply really accident prone there's no two ways about it but they seem to be indestructible I mean, yeah. falling out of trees and falling off things mm. and they just dust themselves get up and off, carry on get up and carry on as if nothing had happened <laughs> and and they have actually become my favorite animal through this yeah. i i'm not quite sure whether we can own one here but well ted lasso did say he would be a panda if he had to choose 
between a, being a lion or a panda. He did, didn't he? Mm. You're absolutely right. And you're enjoying that series for the first very time. Very much now, so, you? yes. Yeah. Yep. Really, really very good. I do find myself doing a Roy Kent every now and then. <laughs> quite effective in meetings, though. Is it? Absolutely. Yeah. If you just sit there and all of a sudden go, no! <laughs> Very I might good. try very that effective. tomorrow in yeah, my very, very just effective. in my little team meeting. That's not really being a panda, though. I don't That's not a being a panda. No, I, I assume they they smoke something because they do seem to be very relaxed and. Um, maybe it's um, the bamboo. Maybe it is. Maybe there's something in that. They really start eating bamboo. Oh, possibly. Give it a try. Mind you, I still don't see how you can make underpants and a butter dish from bamboo, and both be brilliant at what they do yeah now we've got a boys trip coming up in a few days lads 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 to oh well i hear actually there is a a, a wags night out as well oh, is but, that? Uh, but three of us are, are were due to go to the le mans classic in 2020 mm. and obviously that was cancelled for the Word the thing we don't talk about. Yeah. And again in 21, again for the thing that we don't talk about. And then we were going to book in 22 and then realised that 2023 was the centenary of Le Mans and it'd be a big, big thing on. So we decided to... Hold off. Yeah, hold off for another year. So we are very excited. Very, very excited. Uh, my friend said, I'm as excited as a teenage lad that has just found a stash of specialist magazines in a forest. <laughs> It was a very specific reference, so I can only assume this has that uh, happened. Has happened. But, um, I'm trying not to get too excited because the problem is I don't sleep if I get excited. Yes. And oh, I get that from you then. Really, really difficult mm. to sleep. And uh, we've got a 4.30 start on Thursday morning. So I need to go to sleep. But uh, typically, as you're coming up to a break, there is a ton of work and other stuff to do. if it doesn't get done it doesn't get done well some of it matters because there are deadlines no it's not your fault well it is because I suggested some of them so (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I cracked off quite a lot of them today so um, I've just got the tax office to deal with tomorrow and and, and still pack and a haircut I've mostly packed but uh, we're we're having a drop off with the van on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. So it's got to be packed by then. Oh. Weather forecast not looking brilliant, it has to be said. It looks mm. like it's going to be a deluge of rain as we arrive and try and put up a tent that we're not sure is waterproof. What? Why are you not sure it's waterproof? Because we're not. We did, <laughs> is it we, new? No, it's, um, it's an old tent. We have test put it up to make sure all the bits are there. Oh. However, we didn't, it only crossed my mind later trying to sprinkle her but the weather forecast has changed forwards and backwards for uh many many days so who knows i'm not gonna worry too much about it just wait and see just a bit of water it is just a bit of water and at least we can put all of our clothes in the van Mm. so if we do get a bit damp you could change into dry clothes well i'm taking clothes that will dry quickly so i'm not too concerned so we'll be able to report back in a few weeks about how awesome that was is it going to be what happens on tour stays on tour? 
I think there would be an element of that, but there would be some <laughs> amazing vehicles. And in fact, I found one that's in the museum at Le Mans that I sent to Duck Boy a couple of days ago, and it's um, a, a full-size Lego race car. Mm. So he asked me to buy the kit while I was there. So. <laughs> I'm not, sure it, I'm not sure it fitted the van with all of us. And I'm not sure it fit in our house. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think it would. You need a special room, a Lego room. You have to take it out to the forest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Build it in the forest idea. with the cows. Anyway, good news. Good news? Short daytime naps keep the brain healthy. <gasps> yes. Yes, apparently. That is good news. As you get older, a brief doze brief dose, I add, may delay brain shrinkage. Well, what's brief? 10, 20 minutes? There is a good amount of time, and it was Ellen McCarthy who did uh, did Round the World on her own on the sailing boat. So mm-hmm. she obviously she couldn't sleep for eight hours a day because you've got stuff going on the boat. But she developed the ability to catnap, and I think it was something like 10 to 20 minutes. There is a, an optimum time to nap before you go really deeply asleep, um, which sounds wrong because then you don't really get any deep sleep. But she seemed to think... You still that's sleep. Sleep, sleep yeah, is still, sleep. Yeah, it was catnaps mm. rather than a big long sleep. And she, you know, she made it around and got back again. Yes, because my Apple phone, if you snooze it, it's automatically set to snooze for nine minutes. Okay. And I think that's because of a similar reason. Is that, that the alarm? Stops you. That's the alarm yeah. on it. So it stops you from going back into a deep sleep. The alarm snooze button. Interestingly, it's got nothing to do with the body. Oh. Nothing whatsoever. It is a... Uh, it's due to the history of alarm clocks. So... <laughs> When the snooze feature was invented, scientists tried to retrofit it into analog clocks, but they were not able to perfectly fit the gear teeth to produce a 10-minute snooze, which is what they were going for. So they could either do it for nine minutes or a little less than 11, and they choose nine minutes for whatever reason. Hmm. And it's a a nod back to that. Yeah, interesting. I think I've got an alarm clock. It's an electric one. Or battery operated one. I think it does eight minutes for some reason. That's kind of like I was. I thought it was really clever, but then I did think, oh, it's Apple, so it can't be that clever. Yeah, I mean, what would be really good is if you could set the time yourself. That, that would make more sense. I think you can change it. Oh, could you? Yeah. Anyway, if you're having a nap during the day, yes, up to thirty minutes. They're saying up is to brief, thirty minutes. Up to thirty minutes. Go with the flow is what I say. Mm. Now you probably haven't heard of a gentleman called Thomas de Mehi who's a French gentleman, uh, born in 1744. You will have done, because I've sent this round. Um, Allegedly, he was executed for planning against the people of France. And in the death warrant, he looked at it, because you have to read it, and he supposedly said, I see you have made three spelling mistakes. (laughs) And then some sources say that he um, went on to uh, correct it as well. A man after your own heart. Well, apart from the um, that being the errors on the uh, on the death um, warrant, that wouldn't be quite so pleasant. But the thing is, though, in nowadays, if there's a spelling mistake on something like that, then it would have to be redone. Yes, it does. It does matter, and it, it could void the whole contracts. Yeah. 
Yes, it could well do. I'm not sure it was that sort of democracy back then. They would have just gone tough. Especially not in France. Definitely not in France, no. So he's gone top of my list of idols for being very cool at the point at which you should be panicking and pointing out some uh, spelling errors. Well done. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of Private Eye. Yes, you are. uh, And in particular... The Funny Old World section, which uh, used to be curated by Victor Lewis-Smith, who unfortunately passed away some time back. So they've kept the column going, obviously mm. with another editor. And this one caught my eye because it, it's something that, as a parent, happens to just about every child, which is they swallow something they shouldn't. Oh, God. <laughs> now, in your case, it was a bit of a plant at uh, your other grandma's house. Oh, that's some. Okay. And um, it had disappeared. We weren't sure where it was. You weren't saying very much, so I decided the best thing to do was to put you in the car and take you to A and E. In the days where you could turn up at A and E and be seen within a few minutes. Mm. So, and oh no, you can be seen within a few minutes. Probably not by by a nurse. Point. No, this was being seen and being checked over. So. And it turns out you hadn't eaten it. So goodness only knows where that bit of plant was. Anyway, one of the top things for being swallowed is Lego. So, not shocking, actually. Not shocking. So kids turn up at A&E, obviously, with their parents. And this this um, this story is from Australia. So they had lots of parents turning up with the kids, having swallowed Lego, worried about what the consequences of that was going to be. So some of the A&E doctors there decided to do an experiment. So they all swallowed the Lego. They swallowed <laughs> a bit of Lego and then, and then measured to see how long it was before it came out. Mm. That's quite clever. I think so. Uh, six doctors were involved in this. And uh, there's various methods of detecting the Lego in the poo. Uh, unfortunately, one doctor didn't find it at all. Um, he would have just missed it. Yeah. So, But the doctors now, when the um, parents come in, say, I did that myself and it took two days to poop it out. And what better <laughs> advice could you have at a yeah. than from somebody who's actually done it? They did go on to say the exception is button batteries, so little ones that you have in watches, and uh, they can actually burn through um, bits of the body in a couple of hours. So, yes, they yes. are, so they're, they're very acidic. Yes, they're very, very dangerous. So, mm-hmm. And, of course, the, in a moist environment, they'll be leaking More, electricity yeah, and yeah. all sorts of bad things. So Lego is okay. That will pop out. Button battery, Batteries are not. Straight to A&E. No messing around. I feel like any kind of battery, I'd go to A&E. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that you're unlikely to swallow a normal-sized battery by accident, but a... Yeah, true, actually. Yeah, a small one, then it could could be quite unpleasant. So, do you have a top tip for us? I do. Is it I one do. of yours? It is one of Fantastic. Mine. And it's based off what I was eating before we started, to be honest oh, with brownie. you. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I am going to be super nice. Uh, you've had my brownies before. Oh, they're very good. I do make a good brownie. You do. And I do use a recipe, and I will say where my recipe's from. So I okay. use the Hummingbird Bakery recipe. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's free online. I think it's the like a magazine called Red that have the recipe. And literally, follow the recipe to a T, yep. and they come out. Really crispy on the outside and really gooey on the inside. And they are the dream. But my top tip is I normally make orange brownies or orange chocolate brownies. 
So I buy orange chocolate bars yes and melt that down at the start so it tastes really like they're like nice and orangey and chocolatey because love an orange chocolate but on saturday i instead of doing orange i did plain brownies and then bought biscoff spread the crunchy one melted that in like a, I just left it in its glass jar and just put it in boiling water, got it all melty so it was really runny and then drizzled it over the top of the brownies and then got a spoon and just like mixed it through and oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> that does sound fantastic. So good. Um, so that's my top tip. Make some brownies and get some Lotus Biscoff on top. Excellent. Well, I look forward to trying those very soon. Well, they are vegan. This is the issue. I was going to bring oh. you some, but then I wasn't sure. But I could try and make vegan ones because it's dark chocolate. So it's not like it's it's the egg that's the issue and the butter. Uh, well, I'm I'm 99% vegan plus fish. Plus so, fish. Plus stilton. So egg and butter. Right, I'll, bring, uh, I'll make some. Uh, yeah, for one, one or two, that would be absolutely fine. I will make some uh, wife of grumpy birthday brownies. Fantastic. So... Talking of cooking and talking of veganism, uh, we're obviously going on this road trip. So we can have a bit of a snack off to see who can bring the most snacks. So I thought I was going to make some fruitcake, but I haven't had the time to do that. So I looked through, we got a couple of vegan recipe books and there was a really nice looking, um, flapjack with Mm. pumpkin seeds, a little bit of coconut in it and apricot chopped up apricots so i thought well i'll have a go at this first just to make sure it's okay so uh, you use vegan butter which doesn't look very appetizing and you melt it in with a syrup and a sugar and what have you and they came out and i i undercooked them and they needed a bit they needed a bigger surface area tray for one thing as they weren't as thick they yeah they were a little bit too thick so the bottoms didn't cook so We've got them in the fridge at the moment because they, they hold their fall, but as soon as you get them out, yeah. <laughs> so you put them out straight on a plate and eat with a fork. So it's not ideal for traveling. snacking when yeah. you're traveling. So I've had another go with a slightly bigger tray and cooked it another 10 minutes and they're banging their spot on. Mm. But I was thinking, you know, vegan butter, people are going to go, Ugh, I don't have any idea of that. But Wife of Grumpy and the Horse Whisperer have been hoovering the month <laughs> like there is no tomorrow. So I was offered one of those. I don't know. I assume. Oh, you were. Yes. On Saturday night. Unfortunately, the idea of a really gooey flapjack after a bottle of wine just wasn't. It's going to curdle. It was going to curdle. It's not going to be good. I also have made uh, chickpea curry, which I've been threatening to do for a long while, which I really like. Um, And I took some of that to the carnival for lunch because although we have uh, a lion's tent that's doing food for the lions it's all very meaty bacon butties in it exactly which is very hard to avoid but so i take my own lunch and i took this my god it's industrial strength flatulence after that it's in that hot pa tent wetton's grade farting there was those no i had to leave (laughs) to go out Well, you should keep that with you in case you ever need to escape a situation. Well, that's very true. So I'm taking some of that with me to Le Mans, as well as um, some of the five bean chilli. Because you can't take meat and dairy in, but you can take vegetables in. Oh, that's good, yeah. Hopefully it won't be confiscated. Otherwise, I don't think there'll be much to eat. No, you should be For me, anyway, should be all right. 
Yes. So I have a fun fact. Oh, a fact that is fun. Yes, and this is this is a fun fact. There's no downside to this one for a change. There's nobody's oh. nobody's losing out. So December the thirty first, eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. Captain John Phillips was navigating the passenger cargo ship SS Warimu, interesting <laughs> name, when his crew informed him that they, he was approaching the equator. So Captain Phillips had his navigator double-check their position and adjusted the course and speed of the Warimu so that exactly 12 a.m., which is midnight on the 1st of January. Not, 1900. Yes, but not the end of New Year's Eve. Let's be precise there. So the ship lay astride the equator exactly the point where it crossed the international date line. So the forward part of the ship was in the southern hemisphere, which was in the middle of summer. The rear part of the ship was in the northern hemisphere, and was in the middle of winter. Half the ship was in 30th of December 1899, whilst the other half was in 1st of January 1990. So <laughs> one boat, two different days, two different months, Two different years, two different seasons, two different hemispheres, and two different centuries all at the same time. That's real. That is cool. That is pretty cool. That's like a once in a lifetime thing to be able to position yourself well, like that. It's certainly once in a hundred years. Mm. Well, for him, like his lifetime. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. That I is like very that. cool. Yeah. Mm. Good fact. I thought so. <laughs> That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.